Hi, I'm James. And I'm Drew. And welcome to Graphic Support Group, a mindful podcast for the design industry and the self, where empathy and the creative cloud meet. Join us as we delve into the mind and soul of graphic design, from PSDs to PTSD. This is Graphic Support Group. As always, and our special guest, Renald Lusant. I want to pronounce yep. that right. Yep. Is that correct? That's that's um, correct. Renald is a Brooklyn-based designer um, who works as a brand designer at Medium. That's your primary. That's the gig. Uh, full-time job. Yep. And I believe you are from Connecticut originally. I'm actually from Massachusetts, um, but I did go to school in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I spent most of my design life. (laughs) And he's a freelancer as well, doing a lot of illustrations and cool type and making interesting clothes and things at book fairs. As much as possible. Yeah. That was the last time I saw you at the (laughs) Yale Art Book Fair, right? Yes. That was, Um, yeah, that was a nice, pleasant surprise. That was, um, that was a cool moment. It was great. Um, was that, yeah, 2019. So like pre, pre pandemic, um, good old yeah, time. That was like, right. Before... <laughs> when people, that was the week go before to art I... book fairs. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was the first feels art book fair. And that yeah. was the first, that was like a week before I got married actually. Yeah. Right. I remember wow. that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, you, you seem to have, you are very young all things considered sure. and you've been doing a lot of cool stuff ever since you were in school. So I feel like that's a good place to start too. Like, <laughs> like how do you feel you sort of like your career is panning out so far? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just super grateful to be completely honest. Like I, I never thought that um, things would happen as quickly as they did. Um, I kind of just, I mean, you know, I graduated from UConn in 2017 and I was hell bent on moving to New York, like as soon as possible. I just so happened to get a job offer like the summer that I was, um, you know, like within a few weeks of graduating and I was like really excited that like somebody even like considered me to like work in a studio at Brooklyn. Um, and uh, I then found, um, I found an apartment in that time too. Like it all kind of just like worked out. Um, you drew. You were actually the first person I like truly like met in real life. <laughs> that was also a designer. <laughs> yeah, I remember that was like <laughs> in Williamsburg, right? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, like Lucky Dog. I don't even know what I was doing at that. Time. <laughs> you I were at that, um, that Studio L and L. Yes, I think that's what it was. Um, and you had like just got here too. And the reason why I even like knew who you were was because I went to that drawdown uh, poster show. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. And I was just like looking at a bunch of stuff, and I had like I saw like the poster, like the 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 book that came with it. Um, 
Nice. But yeah, I, yeah, super grateful. Like I, I was, you know, um, really just really happy and grateful, like and excited to like be in New York and like doing the thing that I set out to do as quickly as I was able to do it. And um, I've just the first year was tough, you know, like it wasn't just like all like rainbows and sunshine. It was it was a lot of work to kind of just yeah. like, you know, I, I I worked at my first studio and it was like a quick humbling you know like it was like I came out of school like hot-headed like this like you know very you know intense but great like thesis project if I can say so myself and (laughs) it was it was uh, a thing that I still talk about to this day which is great um but yeah that that kind of like inflated my ego a little bit when I when I left school and you know, it got humbled and, and probably yeah. the best ways, but it was, it was tough. Honestly, I feel like it's that type of experience though. That, like <laughs> you have to have to get humbled. Cause otherwise you just are too shy to even try. And then like, yeah. like if you're like confident, then you get like, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Cause I think it was funny because like, even in my interview, um, I was, they, they were surprised that I was so humble. Um, and yeah they were surprised that I was like a a nice person because they kind of (laughs) saw my they saw my work and they saw my work and they were like yeah we didn't actually expect you to be like that nice because usually people with portfolios like portfolios like this they they tend to be kind of a dick (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Drew and I were kind of commenting on your work in that like there's definitely like an attitude when I could see that maybe misconception where like, oh, this guy, like he might be dark or like, he might be like, he might be like that design guy who's like, yeah. yeah. But um, there's also like a nice balance, I think, between like show offy style and then like mm-hmm. technique and craft and attention to detail. Um, yeah, I try my best I think really where that comes from is that I am very um detail oriented in places that I probably like in ways that I probably shouldn't be or should be less detail oriented like Mm -hmm. that's like a been a big thing like you know as I've grown in my career is like this idea of like making sure that I'm like thinking big picture as opposed to just like focusing in on these details and like right doing all the things that I was allowed to do in school but like not um you know not really you know it didn't have to pay too much attention to the big picture you know um and now um but but because of that like you know my work is pretty introspective um because I focus a lot on myself (laughs) like I focus a lot on like the things that I'm like contemplating a lot and like that just comes out in my work um, hmm. And a lot of those things tend to be pretty dark or or just like heavy in co- yeah. in uh, in the content. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I'd, I'd love to return to that a little bit maybe yeah. in 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 a conversation. But I mean, I think like kind of going a little bit into your style. I think there's at least for me, I'm not as familiar as your work is uh, mm-hmm. Drew may be, but like you definitely have this nice balance of typographic style. that's like restrained, but very expressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I noticed also, and this is maybe a, a more of an observation than a question is that like, you do have this range of style at this moment, I think in your career and portfolio where 
I can feel that you're figuring things out, whether that be like <laughs> aesthetically or even like in terms of your design voice. Um, yeah. And like, you know, you graduated in 2017, like have there been some moments or particular shifts? I think you were mentioning also like now you're sort of trying to incorporate a little bit more of yourself into the work or yeah. something, stuff like that. Like yeah. how is that, has that shift um, been happening? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, really what it was, like I was always incorporating myself into the work, but I'm actually trying to do that a little bit less so i'm actually trying to take a step back now um and yeah i mean that's a really good assessment of kind of like where i'm at right now i'm very much still trying to figure out my own I, i've always been um i i've always tried to be as versatile as possible when it comes to a style or something i actually like always envied people who did have a style that they can kind of like lean on because like i never felt like i had one i never felt like i could um kind of lean on any one specific aesthetic or anything. Um, so I, I, and I also tend to get bored easily. Like if I do something that, you know, looks a certain way, I'm like, cool. That was, that was a fun, that was a fun mm -hmm. time. What's something mm -hmm. completely different than that? Um, right. So I, I tend to just try to like be as versatile as possible, but right now I'm kind of in the space where um, I'm trying to see just what that next level is. Like what, what is something that um, I, I feel like I've exhausted my um, techniques at this point, uh -huh. and I want to make sure that I am, you know, able to serve, you know, clients or serve people that um, maybe don't think in the same ways that I do, and make right. sure that I have that ability. But do you um, think that? Yeah. Do you think that like like searching for clients or something that are maybe are not opposite, but like in a different area from you is also kind of you trying to find people who are pushing you in different directions like what's that motivation yeah i think so i think what it really is is like um having you know having friends that create so in such different ways and like have such different processes than i do um i try to surround myself as much as possible with people that um just and as far as I'm concerned, like think better than I do mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and like are able to like pull themselves out of things and not take things so seriously. I take things so seriously. Um, yeah. Like yeah. how do I, how do I surround myself with people that don't, you know, take things as seriously as seriously as I do so that I can kind of take myself out of things and realize that like, yeah, this is actually like um, super easy. I, if yeah. I want to do something different, if I want to do something new, all I have to do is kind of just like, go get out of my comfort zone just a little bit and then I'll find something great. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah the seriousness, I think Drew and I can relate to that one. Yeah. yeah. In terms of taking ourselves seriously. And yeah. also I really love what you said about like, I think it's fascinating to hear that like you strive for range, but then at the same time have envy for people who are very <laughs> dialed into a style. Like I have the exact same problem. Yeah. Um, and, and actually it kind of plays into like I really, really wanted to go to Cal Arts. Um, yeah, you know, I'm also someone. Actually, Drew, Drew is also someone that has incredible range in his work. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I really wanted to go to Cal Arts was because they have a very distinct house style that incorporates a very certain way of thinking and making. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, that didn't happen, and I, you know, I think it worked out for the better, really, but. You never know. You could have been like the LA 
bad boy of yeah i could have been the k-town k-town graphic genius the roy roy Choi of graphic <laughs> design in la yeah i mean really what it was is like i mean even just like thinking back like I, I started like graphic design like for what i need to be graphic design what actually what i thought was graphic design when i was like really young like 12 or so um actually was just digital illustration um and i did a lot of that stuff and nice. i got really into that i was like really young in like the myspace era of like graphics and you know like you know designing like layouts and stuff for people like doing all that stuff um so whenever i would do like an illustration mm. or something i'd like pick a celebrity like do something and like kind of like make it as different as possible from each other um so that kind of like naturally bred this like versatility of my work because now it's like cool like i did this like one thing i accomplished like this one style that i was kind of like trying to go for and i get bored of it really easily so i just like move on to the next thing and try to do something wildly different um i think about color a lot too it's like all right cool um i worked with this mm. color on this project now i'm never going to touch that color again for like the next however long i can <laughs> you know help it so um um and it's only something that i've only realized over the course of a few years and like looking back on my work i'm like oh i guess i kind of do lean on similar things like yeah um yeah so but i but i do envy this idea that like i have a style that people come to you know and i, I do it and then i get paid a lot and then like you know like it's, i mean i feel like you definitely have nice. like through lines in the work though like there's like a typographic yeah. like sensibility for sure like a very kind of like yeah very very like elegant and strong type like always and then like i appreciate and, that. like i'm always like i don't even know how to do that really <laughs> so i'm like what's it's something that apart? i kind like, of how do you do that yeah i don't really you know it's just one of those things that i, I mean now i look at it and i'm like well i actually kind of want to do something wildly different now like I, it's again that same like boredom of like this elegant type that i, <laughs> I like lean yeah. towards like I want to do something that's like kind of a little, a little um, less conventional. Um, honestly, kind of closer to something you do. Well, it's like <laughs> you work like with Noah, like... right? Yeah, it must be like yeah. crazy, like seeing him work. I mean, I mean, Noah's like Noah is probably the most um, valuable friendship that I have. Honestly, at this point, <laughs> like he he is some like we actually just did a workshop together at Micah. Whoa, this past nice. weekend oh um, that's what you were talking really, about yeah noah baker for the for the yeah, audience yeah. who doesn't know yes yeah um no so we we started a medium at the same time i credit him for for kind of keeping me motivated for for a lot of the freelance work that i've done in the past couple of years because he's constantly working he's constantly like finding like cool projects and finding cool ways to work on new stuff and i saw that and i was like Right. Yeah. I want that too. Like for sure. And like, I just made sure that it happened. Um, and it was, it was just good to see somebody else doing it and doing it successfully because otherwise it's kind of like, I, I don't know if I would have done it. I don't know if I would have tried had it not been for having that person give a shit about having a conversation with me. Like, yeah. I feel like, it, like, you know? I don't know how this, I don't know if this is like recent for you or when this started happening, but for me only in the last like couple of years, do I feel like I actually like 
met people who I really like admired yeah. and like became yeah. friendly with them. One of whom was already on the podcast, Alana Schlenker. And like, yeah, like just like, it's just so crazy to me still. I'm like, why is this person talking to me? Like, <laughs> why do they want to be friends? With yeah. Yeah. But it's like, do they, do they like me for me or do they like me for my work? I can't decide which I'd rather. <laughs> I want yeah. them to like me for more. Yeah. I never know either. <laughs> I usually lean on hoping that they like me for my work first. And then that's the thing that's good so person. funny, right? It's <laughs> like, you want them to like you for the work first. <laughs> yeah. Sitting tall, allow your arms to rest gently in your lap. Notice your surroundings. Listen to your breath as you open your heart. On your next inhale, open Photoshop. Your hand is resting gently on your magic mouse. Light and comfortable. Bring your awareness to the new project dialogue. The project title fills itself in newday.psd. Follow your breath as you slowly inhale and let it go. Your file is safely saved in the correct folder, and your folder trees are organized and labeled. All of the punctuation and capitalization is correct. Your computer is running smoothly. Your fans are quiet. There is no lag. Your favorite song comes on automatically, beginning quietly and slowly getting louder, tingling your ears as you click. Every layer you add creates something new and exciting. You adjust the brightness and levels as the screen glows against your face. You are a designer. Let go of your doubts. Your screen is a beacon. Relax. Put your mind at ease and take a moment to appreciate the Adobe Creative Suite. Now, save your file and exit the program. You are worthy. Trust the process.
have a friend, she's a little older, and she was single at the time. <clears throat> and like, we're like, my friends and I were kind of like, wow. trying to introduce her to someone and like, her, her first criteria was like, is their work good? Yeah. And <laughs> that was like the main barometer of judgment for like, wow. uh, and she didn't want to date anyone who was not a uh, non-creative. Oh, so. wow. Yeah. 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 I, so my, um, my partner Joy, she is a creative, but she does a very different type of creative work, which is uh, cooking. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So it's like very different, but like a lot of parallels. Like I, I found yeah. over time. Yeah, I mean, my yeah. wife's an architect, so yeah, similar, but like just like a completely different universe. Yeah, but yeah. a universe that. <laughs> It's like a way higher than yeah, <laughs> yeah. Both physically and also like in terms of like the effect on humanity. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. well, I don't know. That's arguable, I guess. But anyways, yeah. yeah I mean, it is interesting because like you talk about like identity in terms of your work and like yeah. yeah we're, I mean, James and I were both really curious to hear about like how identity. You talk about it in your work, so like how it yeah. how it is important. Or what you're trying to, what voice you're trying to f- yeah. find, if there is that, because you were talking also about like, you know, you're at, you admire people who have like a very specific style, but you also want to try a bunch of things out. So like, what are you like, yeah. I guess, like looking for, and what would feel like you found it, like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of just like kind of like the first part, like I, how identity like plays into my work usually is. Um, usually kind of it's like what I'm thinking about in the time and what I'm interested in seeing and making for the most part. So that kind of goes across like both design and illustration um, for the design part of it. It's like, it's usually like what I'm interested in like researching and what I'm interested in like seeing um, drawn out in this, in a similar way that I've uh, done the thesis project where I'm like taking this one topic and like stress testing it as much as possible and like seeing how far I can go with it. Yeah. Um, or if somebody's kind of reaching out to me to do it, like how can I do that typographically as much as possible? Um, with my illustrations, however, usually I'm illustrating my like biggest insecurities. Like hmm. that's, that's usually like where most of that comes from. And it's honestly something I didn't realize and kind of come to terms with until super recently. So the biggest example of that is um, the kind of series of like illustrations of these men with like perfect fades <laughs> in oh, there. Oh yeah, like, yeah, I saw. I in saw there, that. Um, so that started out with like this illustration I called the shop, and it was a you know a, essentially a version of me um, that was in a barber shop right before like that moment right before you take off the cape, like you like the cut is done and it's like. You're just sitting there like it's like what I imagine it looks like right before, you know, you actually go out into the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I've always been interested in these moments of like isolation, um, essentially like taking these like uh, really interesting um, moments where the figure itself is kind of like in a weird position or it's just like something you wouldn't think of as like a singular moment in time, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like that one, like snaps, like that one second like before candid. you, like, yeah, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that mainly became came out of my insecurities, like in barbershops in general. Mm, like huh. I, I grew up um with a whole family of women, and as as grateful as I am 
to have been, you know, raised by so, so many great women in my life. Um, it didn't really help me in the whole like masculinity department and like being confident yeah. in a barbershop <laughs> like, where I, yeah. I, I was timid and I was like, I didn't even know what to ask for. I didn't even know what to like, whatever. So like, I would tend to like not get what I wanted because I just couldn't speak up. <laughs> Essentially. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay. And that, that carried through for a long time. I actually stopped. This is the reason why I stopped cutting my hair because it's yeah. hard to find a, I've had the, I've had to, um, uh, I had the same barber since I was seven. Um, yeah. Growing up. That's crazy. And then I was like, all right, moving to New York. And I don't know if I want to start over. I finally found <laughs> one like consistently good person. Um, but then I moved from that area and pandemic hit. So I wasn't going back there. Um, so yeah, I just was like, fuck it. I'm just done <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> That's like, well, I'm, I'm curious also, I'm curious to hear a little bit more about that, like, uh, masculinity, like growing up around strong women. Yeah. Um, I was from like a cultural standpoint, because I think I struggle with this as well. Like there are certain like masculine traits and kind of characters in like male cult uh, in like Korean male culture, yeah. sort of especially when it comes to like male female dynamic because it's like a patriarchal culture. So like even sort of in the dating structure, it's like the guy is supposed to lead uh-huh. the the you know usually you date younger so not for this reason but you know when you date younger the woman is like kind of calling you like older brother and there's this whole culture around that um which i struggle with a lot like i'm just not that type of personality um but yeah it's it like it's weird because there are those sort of cultural norms that make you reflect or make you like you know have have to feel a certain pressure or way about your masculinity that is cultural, yeah. but like at the core, it is about you know how how comfortable you are into in yourself as opposed to those defined norms. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think for me at least, um, when I was super comfortable around the women in my life, like I, I was for the most part, I'm I'm mostly comfortable around women. Like, but in like Haitian culture, so like my parents are from Haiti. Um, I was born in Boston, um, in America, but like, you know, that the Haitian culture in general, I would, I would argue that it's like very like matriarchal, like it's very like, Mm -hmm. you know, like the women kind of like do everything and like they, they're, Mm -hmm. they're, they make the rules and they, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, and maybe not, maybe not, um, on the surface, but like very much so in the house, um, and Haitian men in general, like are. Tend, tend to be really quiet and you know mm-hmm. in general Haitian people are just insanely hardworking, like very focused on like the task at hand and just like doing a good job and making sure that the their kids have everything they need and all that stuff so um yeah I, I grew up essentially with just like a lot of people like that from across the board but then like having all these women around it's like yeah it just naturally like kind of like gave me the sensitivity that um doesn't typically come with masculinity in the same ways or at least like this you know and 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 i I argue that like that my masculinity is no like different or or worse than anybody else's obviously but um 
you know, it's mine mostly comes from making sure that like I'm taking care of things that I'm taking care of, like, you know, my partner or like making sure like I'm being as sensitive as possible to the people that I work with um, because I know how intense that can be. Like being a man, being a a guy in this, um, in this industry, industry specifically in design, like it's so much just like mansplaining and like so much just like, you know what I mean? Like so much like, Totally. talking over people and stuff like that yeah and i i tend to be really sensitive to that to that because um when i'm working with people specifically women like i i tend to just work with them better because i don't know the conversations just flow a little bit easier and there's not like the same type of i mean shit there's a lot of ego too across the board regardless of yeah. who you are <laughs> but like yeah 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 but it, it tends to be a little less like I and mean, you know like dogs is kind of like pissing on shit <laughs> in the same way yeah, yeah. there's less like uh <laughs> cockfighting yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah um so I, I tend to attribute my upbringing to me being kind of a little bit more available to work with everybody um yeah i hope i think i try yeah. <laughs> Do you think like the sensitivity aspect is something that you kind of like fear in the workplace too? Because like for me, I, I have a similar thing. It's like I come from like a Jewish yeah. American background, which I think the way you described Haitian culture is very similar actually. It's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like very strong women who are just like really loud personalities and then like quiet men or like yeah. you know, whatever. And and I think like I was very sensitive growing up, but I just always saw that as a bad thing or like sort of like a negative thing and i had to come to every job or every like professional pursuit pretending i was like not like (laughs) sensitive yeah you know Mm -hmm. so i'm curious how that plays out with you i start to lean into it now before i I never really did that um and it's it's tough like I, i i worry about that especially because like especially when i'm getting feedback that that tends to show the most <laughs> like when I'm getting feedback like my sensitivity and like I try my best to keep a straight face and you know make sure that I'm not like <laughs> getting like too right. too caught up in what the words are saying or whatever yeah. um but um I I've just learned to kind of just own it a little bit for the most part and kind of just like let people know up front like yep this is who you're dealing with and I'm sensitive person but that's also like one of my biggest strengths um yeah and and that kind of just comes with the territory so it's a it's still i'm still kind of figuring it out it's still it's a learning curve for sure but it's um i'm i'm learning to just like accept it more and try to like fight it less because even this idea too of like um you know as as like a as a black designer too in the spaces that I'm in, it's kind of like, it's, it's really easy to just kind of like seem really pissed off, you know, mm-hmm. even yeah. if I'm not, if I'm just like thinking, I'm just like really contemplative. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it seems like I'm yeah. really mad or it seems like I'm really like, you know, something. Um, and I have to kind of just like, I've, I've like mastered. Um, I, apparently I show a lot of emotion in like my mouth. I've learned. Mm-hmm. So I've mastered this idea of like kind of like fixing my face a bit to to like I know like how the muscles like you know work in my face enough so that I'm not looking at myself. Zoom is helpful now, but like when I'm <laughs> yeah. not on Zoom and I'm not seeing myself, I'm able to like 
kind of know what I look like. So I kind of like, yeah. all right, I can tell I'm look, I look pissed off now, even though I don't feel pissed off. And I'm just like super like hyper aware of that. So that's so like so much pressure. <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, like I think the acceptance part is huge. I think I totally agree with that, and like recognizing that it's a strength. Yeah. I think there's also something to like the way the way like certain emotional expressions are understood by other people, mm-hmm. and I don't want to say it's like I don't want to say that like I, I'm actually curious about this, Ronald. Your experience with this yeah. is like. There's, you know, there's certain ways that in like different people from different cultures are like read, right? And those stereotypes and those kind of, and like, there's like limitations, like the the way people, like certain people may interpret your expression of emotion is coded within their understanding of like who you are, like who you are, you know, without maybe knowing you and those kind of, so sort of like expectations, maybe, I don't know, like. I mean, to take the Asian stereotype, right? It's like, oh, you're sort of, especially kind of like Asian males, it's like, oh, you're sort of emotionally devoid mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like, you know, go with the flow and just not cause conflict. Yeah. And so like when an Asian, as an Asian male, I have kind of a more exuberant personality. And I've also also felt some kind of sort of being hemmed in by that expectation. Yeah. Um, like, am I too loud mm-hmm. for, you know, what people think of me or expect of me? Yeah. And, you know, eventually, like, I realize that's all bullshit, but I, I, it's it's like that reflection process between, like, what people sort of expect of you and what you expect of yourself and kind of, you know, containing those emotions. Yeah. I'm I'm just super grateful right now that we live in a time where, like, more than ever, I'm I'm just allowed to kind of be however the hell I am. And at this point, if you have, if you have like a, a problem with it, like <laughs> it's, I mean, I I am not a fan of like cancel culture by any means, of course. But it's like people are a lot more careful now in terms of like how they treat right. you. And right. I'm low key just like taking advantage of that because yeah, it's yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like cool. I'm gonna show up how I do. I'm not gonna try my like. You know, it's it's also this idea of like, for example, and I'm I'm sure you know this happens a lot, but I'm, I I imagine James this happens with you too. But like this idea of like, you know, code switching in general, right? Like yeah, totally. This totally. idea um, that I have like a very different personality when I'm talking to different people, and yeah, I'm just trying to wean myself off of that. I've I've grown yeah. up. I mean, I I went to a predominantly white school my whole life, and so it was kind of like that was my it was straight up, I was bilingual essentially for, for my whole life <laughs> in that, in that sense. Um, I talked yeah. very differently to my family than I did to my friends at school or my teachers or anything like that. Um, so it just came so natural to me and that's why I attribute a lot of that, um, to my successes too, mostly because like, I just like grew up with this, like innate ability to just like talk to anybody, um, and right. not have them seem like ha- see me as a threat in any way um and i'm i'm not a threat if you look at me i'm just not a threat in any way <laughs> but um but weaning myself off of that code switching and essentially like you know embracing that sensitivity of like if i'm mad and i'm upset about something i'm gonna tell you and i'm just gonna own it because like i i don't 
I don't care to uh, cater to your feelings as much right, as right, I used right, to. Right. So, well, uh, I think also it's like, I think you bring up a good point. And I think this is what I was trying to say earlier is that like part of people being more careful now is not necessarily, I think it's, it, it provides more opportunity for people to reflect on like how they're responding to something mm-hmm. and like, what their role in that communication process is. It's like, oh, if I think this way about this person, how much of it is me about my preconceived ideas about this person and how much of it is about like how I react to these things. Um, And then I think that's super fascinating to hear that you're like kind of like trying to break down your own code switching walls because like when I hear that, it's like the, the labor and the kind of pressure or the, the, uh, effort into putting to segmenting yourself can get really tired. Yeah, and it's like when you think about like why why am I doing that and why am I preserving myself in these ways? Yeah, yeah. but but like I mean I, I struggle with it even just between projects. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm just like <laughs> you know what I mean like it's 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 exhausting. Like I'll be working on like yeah. a whole set of emails and then all of a sudden someone's like, hey, can you make this like very expressive type thing? I'm like, uh. Give me like a couple of days before I can yeah, like get exactly. into that space. Like I don't know, like I could do it, but like it's kind of tough to like go back and forth, you know, between these two different ideas. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it must be like on the other. You talk about like how you're like really enjoying this moment in a lot of ways, but yeah. also it must be like incredibly uncomfortable in a lot of ways too because you're like yeah. watching all these people like fumble and like be act all weird around yeah issues yeah. like. It, it was um i think i mean i i talked about this like maybe one other time less so publicly but it's something that i i think is important that that people at least know about just like so the time uh, of like all the protests that happened last summer right um that week um where it was like kind of like the heat of it happened to be around the same week of my birthday which is like around this like my birthday is on June 16th. So it was like around that like end of May, like kind of like into the, you know, the beginning of summer and the week of my birthday where a lot of that stuff was happening. I got like more emails that I've ever gotten in my life about projects being like, Hey, would you be interested in doing this thing? And I'm like, all of a sudden people are looking to hire me for stuff when that just simply wasn't the case before. And right. my only explanation is that somebody put me on a list of all these black designers to hire, like in this moment right now. And as appreciative as I was in that moment, I was also very standoffish and like upset about it because I'm just like, literally, you would have never done this <laughs> had it not yeah. been for this, yeah, totally. this tragic event. And yeah. it just became one of those things where I was just like, all right, well. I think that was kind of like the, the the beginning of me giving less of a fuck about how people. Yeah, you know, I just like most of those emails I just ignored. Um, one of those yeah. one of those emails was actually like really cool and it was just like not really catering to the fact that I'm a black person and they want me to design this thing because there's only like five people that they have on their list and the other four were busy. Right. Like it was kind of like <laughs> you know what I mean like it was. Uh, so I, I did one project out of that, you know, stream of, you know, emails, but um, yeah, it is exhausting. And it is just like a lot of pressure in general 
Um, it's died down a little bit less. And now I think uh, I'm grateful that right now it seems like the projects that I'm getting or the, the people that are reaching out are reaching out to me for the merit that like I was like expecting and hoping for, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to it just right. being like kind of situational. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, mean, I, I can only know so much. <laughs> I was wondering a lot about that too, because at yeah. that time it was just so, so much of that. Like, yeah. Um, and I was like, even I joined like a couple groups online that were like trying to support, um, yeah. you know, POC designers and things like that. But then there was a lot of a uh, contentious conversation about that too. Like if you're an ally or if you're not yeah. actually, you yeah. know, like who, who, who you are and how you fit in. So it was, it definitely, like what it was a really important moment i feel like for everybody uh yeah for me what it did was made me realize like yeah i think i'm done talking about race and my projects for at least another couple of years like i'm like yeah you know what i mean like in 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 certain cases it's okay because um i think my fit one of my favorite projects that i did last year was the um the black archives publication yeah and it looks so nice Thank you. And it was, it was one of those ones where it was like, okay, this is like exactly what I want. Like the whole, like the whole team that I was working with was just like all black people, all really good at their jobs. Like all like, it felt like super comfortable in a way that I've never worked before. It was like, everyone was like top of their, on top of Mm -hmm. their shit at the highest level, like (laughs) they can be at honestly. And um, there's a lot of trust involved in terms of like how this came together um and i was really grateful for that experience and i I, i'm excited to do it again um when when that comes around but um Mm -hmm. those are the only situations where i want to like kind of do those projects um anymore and i've gotten hit up to do more types of projects like that and i just just turned them down at this point because Mm -hmm. i don't i also don't want to be pigeon held in this like box of like cool i'm the black designer that does black projects or not right. black people like you know what i mean like it's like it's like it's like you know it's just like a weird thing so now i'm i'm on this kick right now where i'm like anti uh projects that have to do with my identity like i got yeah. asked to do like a couple of talks about it and stuff like that i'm just like just no just yeah. no yeah not right now Was, has that made you question like your identity as a designer in terms of like the design language you use yeah definitely i mean it it's one of those things where it's just like tough because I don't know if people want me for my actual capabilities as a designer that can touch a lot of different topics that have nothing to do with race or if it's just simply that like they, you know, um, they kind of just want me because they would look good that they worked with me. You know what I mean? Like I just, mm-hmm. I just don't know. Um, yeah. And thankfully I have like a great, you know, support system and friend group that like kind of like, reaffirm helps me reaffirm the fact that like i'm very much not in that boat or at least i'm not maybe people might put me in that position or whatever but like it's a little bit easier for me to tell now so i have to like i just don't yeah. take those projects um yeah it's 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 tough to decipher sometimes yeah i mean i mean sorry you, james you, go. Go, go. oh you like elaborate a little bit on how that transition took place but do you think that like there was also an amount of like personal growth in mm-hmm. like this is a, this is me projecting right but like 
if some of the projects you did earlier on that dealt with identity and race was yeah. about like figuring yourself out and positioning yourself in in that, mm. then do you think some of this part of this decision to like, take a step away comes with a certain amount of like personal growth and acceptance that like, okay, this is who I am, this is my culture, yeah. this is what I represent, and I don't necessarily need to like talk about it anymore because it's a part of me and this is how it, this is this is how it is yeah so from here on it's like this is just who i am and i don't need to like show you or prove to you in some way that like these are the topics that yeah. i'm dealing with yeah yeah i mean i think that kind of started after my thesis project was over because like okay. at that point it was kind of like i mean it slowly it was a slow build but like at that point i was like I did everything I possibly could have in terms of my identity in that one project. Yeah. I, I I left no stone unturned. And I was like, it's all there. If you want to go look at it, it's there. Like, I can't. And it goes back to that versatility and, like, that boredom of, like, going, doing the same things over and over again. Like, mm-hmm. I simply just, mm-hmm. like, don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, unless it's a different kind of perspective and something I hadn't considered before. Um, but otherwise, yeah, no, it's it's, I don't. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's hard to kind of pinpoint exactly like when those you know moments started happening, but I, I do think it's still happening. I think it's still within me. I think it's still growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still learning from these lessons. Um, mm-hmm. And right now, all I care about is just like doing something, doing work towards stuff that I, I simply care about, which is like a lot of like interior like design and like you know furniture and also music and stuff like that like you know what i mean like just mm. that stuff like stuff that actually like relates to everybody <laughs> like yeah you know right, like right, right, right. that kind of stuff yeah, yeah i mean yeah. i do i notice well, on your instagram you always have amazing <laughs> furniture <laughs> Thank you. like where does he get this stuff literally one place and it's in brooklyn it's called lichen lichen nice yeah i'm gonna go there but i'm gonna start yeah yeah no it's there so my friends own that store um and they are just a powerhouse of a team there. And I, I met them kind of when they like opened and at least they're, they're, they're brick and mortar um, mm-hmm. and have been good friends with them ever since. And they're like, they're like family at this point, but um, yeah, they just have such a great eye for stuff. And they're just like enthusiasts to like the nth degree and like have taught me a lot about, the things that I like and help me branch out of like, you know, typical um, things that I probably would have like, like, I don't know. It, they helped me understand that there is more than just like memes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. more than just like the, the, the quintessential like design pieces. support now we love hearing from the design community call us at 202-507-9158 please share your story with us after the tone we'll do our best to respond on our podcast please leave a name or alias design role and location thank you for your call
Um, can we can we just take a step back yeah. and talk about your thesis project just a little sure, bit yeah. more? Um, it's like you know the title of it is pink and homophobia yeah. or an intensive study of the color pink and homophobia from the perspective of a straight black male. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like what what compelled you to to go in that direction, and what are the things that yeah. what are the, some of the specific things you were trying to address in exploring that that part of yourself? Yeah, I mean, I knew I wanted to be like very much like my like um my own identity and kind of, I wanted you to see it I wanted you to be able to like feel it as much as possible and I I knew that the only way I could do that is if I made it as like loud as possible and as like like as intense as possible essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. um and so over time I, I I thought more about it and luckily was able to like see a bunch of different iterations of people doing it and i'm like okay like learning lessons you know like okay i wouldn't do this i would do that um and you know i've had this affinity for the color pink for a really long time especially as i started to to do um design work um and i was always kind of ashamed of that fact i was always kind of like felt weird about it and you know this is still pretty uh let's say like 20 11 2010 like when i started to like really like immerse myself in this like color and like start to accept the fact that i i really like the color pink it's just something about that color um it's so vibrant and so like you know i was a huge fan of cause i was like a huge fan of like you know 808s and stuff like that you know what i mean like it was just like yeah, yeah that yeah, moment yeah. in time <laughs> where i was like it's you know like there's so much to it and it's such a great color but I felt weird about it and I wanted to just investigate why I felt so weird about it. And that's, right. that's kind of where, where it started. Um, and from there I wanted to just investigate, you know, uh, since when I figured out why I felt weird about it, like what, what is, what more is there? Like, why, why is that so prevalent in um, my community specifically? Um, it's such a different, space than it was in hip hop and there's a whole history there that I want to explore as well. Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot, but I just wanted to tackle as much as possible. I yeah. was wondering like yeah. it seems like a lot of what you've been talking about is like vulnerability or like wanting to like expose not expose vulnerability, but like be vulnerable or like be around people who are open to vulnerability, but the but yeah. your work is so like confident and like polished and actually like devoid of vulnerability i would say like in terms of a, in terms of a formal style sure. so i'm curious like i, I would actually argue against because i think that when drew and i were preparing for this talk like there was this balance between sort of confidence and like kind of like like this is yeah. like hardcore type but then there's also this sensitivity, and yeah. I think hearing you talk, there it, that sensitivity is that vulnerability. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'd like to hear your 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 perspective. Too. I mean, I think you guys both put it really well. I don't know that I could put it in better terms other than that. Like, you know, that's that's you know that's my strength is my vulnerability. You know, and I try to lean on that as much as possible, mostly because, um, a lot of times I'm really loud and expressive and like, and that shows in work but then a lot of times I'm like pretty quiet or really introspective and that shows in different types of work um a lot of it also comes from like making sure that I show things that that I have things in my portfolio that are like I would want to see and I, I always think about things from that perspective as well like mm. you know 
should talk about form coming first, right? Like the cover for the Black Archives publication, that was like, you know, when you have these ideas of like a poster or a project or something, like I know what I want this to look like, but I just yeah. don't have a project that will fit this yet. Um, with that project, I had done the right thing and designed the book first before I got to the cover. <laughs> but then when it came time for the cover, I actually didn't have a ton of time to make it. And so I was like going just like, try, I, I must have tried like something like 80 iterations of just like that cover alone. Um, but then I kept going back to this thing. I was like, I knew I wanted to have a cover that looked like that. I don't know why. I don't know how else to explain it other than what it looks like which is this like really bright red, large type, kind of like statuesque with this like center, like very small thing in the center. If anything, I wanted that that image in the center to be a video, um, but I just like couldn't work out the way I wanted to. Um, but I just knew I wanted that to, to be the case. Anyway, that's me at least trying to just like, um, potentially even just like, you know, make sure that, I have a voice within this like field of design, like make sure I have stuff that stands out. And maybe that's me being vulnerable and that like, I'm scared that I don't stand out enough, hmm. you know? Yeah. And that, yeah. maybe that's all that it is, but um, yeah, yeah I mean, it's all vulnerable. <laughs> it's interesting because yeah. I've been talking with, I, mean, I always talk about my therapist, but I've been talking with yeah. my therapist a lot about like how, what I find to be most interesting in work is the moment just before it like ties itself up like just yeah. like the vulnerable part where it's like this is actually not finished but that's like what like i i, I don't want to finish it like i want to leave it like yeah unfinished because if i finish it then it looks like too complete or something like that yeah but it yeah. also is my biggest fear is that like my work looks unrefined or unfinished uh or yeah. underdeveloped or like messy um so yeah, yeah. i'm curious how you like navigate that in terms of like you want to stand out but you also want to fit in like <laughs> right like that's kind of where i'm at i'm doing work that really means a lot to me and actually substantial and i'm also doing work that i like and i want people to see and like be impressed by mm -hmm. what, what would your work look like if you weren't trying to impress anybody i guess is, is a question right i don't you know the thing that's is a good question you know the thing <laughs> is i don't actually know that it would look anything like it does <laughs> like I feel like I'm constantly trying to I, I feel like my whole life is like constantly just trying to impress people mostly is trying to impress myself if I'm being honest yeah because I want to I look at my own portfolio and I look at my own work maybe more than I should mostly <clears> because I'm just like looking and kind of like studying my own stuff and being like okay cool what else like what is something I haven't done yet and mm -hmm. how do I like go into a project knowing that and kind of going into it like, all right, I'm going into this project with this layout in mind or this, you know, idea in mind simply because I haven't done that yet. Um, right, right. And I want to make sure that my stuff is as, as different and versatile as possible. But um, at the same time, I'm like, cool. But like, you know, I'm, I'm considering all the fire emojis that I might get in my comments. You know, I want to, I want to <laughs> tease those people. So it's like, yeah it's it's tough yeah i think my work would look um I, I think it would look pretty different i'm not sure it would look wildly different but i think it would look pretty different if i didn't care as much 
I, oh, I'm curious about your process. Like, it does seem like you're very hard on yourself and you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Is it yeah. like a very like intense sort of like hard process that's like uncomfortable or do you like actually see like is it enjoyable is it more like you're like kind of beating yourself up until you get it to where you like want it? yeah i mean honestly it's, it's mostly that it's not enjoyable like i wish i didn't have that process <laughs> like like i'd rather not beat myself up so much before something actually comes of it um very much hard like very hard on myself and i hate yeah. that part about what my process that looking like like what is that <laughs> What does it look like? Um, it looks like a lot of procrastination. Uh, it looks like a lot of iterations. It looks like a lot of like throwing things out. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's a, mostly the procrastination thing though, because it's like, I just like don't start the thing. Cause I know like anything that I've already thought of, like I, I don't do the thing that you're supposed to do where you like play around and stuff. And then like you, mm make it like I have to think about it first and then do it yeah which is never how I end up with a good product um it always comes through the play phase as you know <laughs> like we've all learned to some degree um but yeah it's a lot of procrastination and I'm this is and this goes out to all my all the unread inbox <laughs> like, you know, like you know like i'm sorry i'm 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 really thinking about it i promise um i just haven't thought of it yet and that's yeah what is a experience in in design that has left a lasting impression on yeah on you psychologically or emotionally right yeah yep yeah 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 okay i've thought about this one a lot um I, my <laughs> I, I had two different answers that I was going to say. Um, I'll, I'll talk about one briefly, but then I'll talk about like the actual one. So the one <laughs> was kind of talking about like the humbling of like being in my first studio, which was essentially me getting like yelled at and screamed at. Um, really? Wow. It was, mostly, it was mostly that like, to be fair, it wasn't that I was being screamed at. It was like, I was also screaming. Because <laughs> like, like, again, ego... Like I, I didn't, I shouldn't have been doing the screaming in like in a traditional sense, but like I had such a, like a mindset of like, nah, I'm, I'm same level as you. Like we're not about to, like, <laughs> but, but it turns out that, um, that wasn't as impactful as I thought it was, you know, like it, it was impactful in the moment. I think that, um, I think when, you know, a lot of that stuff happened, um, it helped or I should say it, it helped. Um, my confidence was a pretty low after that point. Um, I was, I was really scared. That I didn't actually know what I was doing. And I was like, you know, and then it kind of like went into my next job, which was like when people were actually like really like giving me affirming, you know, feedback and like telling me that I was like, this is all good. I, I just like didn't believe them. Um, mm -hmm. And that that took its own effect and it took me a long time to get used to you know whatever but honestly like i'm not gonna say that um i don't i don't think it was useful or helpful but at the same time it was um something that i at least learned from which is that like i had to relearn that i actually am good at the things that i do um mm -hmm. which is a shitty lesson to have to learn because you know you don't have to like relearn that you're good at something um yeah, yeah. but 
you know, I did, and you know, I'm working on it. But where you just have to accept that, like, certain people won't see yeah value in what you offer. Yeah, and 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 over time, you know, we've come to an understanding, and and you know, we actually have a pretty you know good relationship at this point, and I'm I'm excited about all the work that's coming out of there, and. I'm mostly excited about the work that I'm doing because, like, I'm just like I'm actually able to like express myself in the ways that I am capable of, um, and people are interested in that, so that's reaffirming. Um, but that's just kind of like one part. That's like one thing. But the real thing that I feel like has had like a lasting and you know impression on me was actually this: the idea of your manager leaving. You know, like hmm. the idea of. So I had actually a really recent experience but um another experience that happened a couple of years ago where the person that hired me at medium left um and it was like a kind of a whirlwind it was like a moment where i was like oh shit like i came here to work with you and now you're gone and now i have to figure shit out my on my own and it's just like it's weird like it feels like your parents leaving you with a babysitter for the first time <laughs> and it's like you're left with these like people who are like who are now like kind of like in charge of you quote unquote and it's like uh who the frick are you like you know what I mean like where are my parents like uh you can't tell me what to fucking do <laughs> you know and it's like, but it's it's a weird and it that helps me like understand how to work with different types of people and understand that like yo, it's just not forever. Like people have their own journeys and paths and stuff like that. And um, it's scary because you like, as a young designer, you're kind of just like, yeah, I'm going to work with these people forever. This is going to be my life. Like I'm going to like, whatever. And then something happens that is like beyond anyone else's control. And you're, I don't know, like your norms completely shatter after a while. Um, And especially when things you know, when, you know, specifically my manager at the time, Bethany, um, heck, she was like the biggest champion of like our work. Like me and Noah were like making the best stuff we've ever made at that point in our lives. And like, she was the reason for it. And I attribute most of, if not all of my success to her um, as a person, because she was the person who gave me a shot in general of like being in-house at a tech company that was like reputable and like, that being at medium for as long as I've been like gave my name any type of weight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think people would be talking to me had I not been working there. Um, So she pulled me in. And so when she left, it was like, fuck, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. You were telling me what I was supposed to do. (laughs) Like, So yeah. And over time it, it started to like give me some type of trust issues, mostly because like not, not worrying about like getting too close to people you know, and worrying yeah. about, like, this idea of, like, you know, people have their own, you know, um, people have their own agendas. Um, sometimes people, people, things happen to people when it's not up to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not up to anybody. Yeah. Um, and so it's just really tough because um, it's this idea that, like, nothing is permanent and um, everything is up in the air and nobody knows what they're doing. And, it just goes into all these like weird unknowns essentially. Um, And really what it comes down to is that like, I eventually I have to figure it out on my own and I don't know if I'm able to do it. Like I know I 
we'll have to at some point, but like I'm scared about that shit. <laughs> sure. yeah. like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do that shit. I, I I think I will, but like it's I'm sure I'll fail a lot before that actually happens. I mean it seems like I wouldn't have known that you didn't that you weren't already like figuring it out. Like yeah. because I don't know. I I think it's interesting because yeah, you are like significantly younger than both of us. Mm-hmm. I would say. But like and I feel like it just takes time to like get to a place where you're just like, I don't nobody knew what they were doing anyway. Like you were just <laughs> saying, like or like, yeah, people just like have their own lives and like Yeah. Like it's so interesting to put so much stock into like somebody else's uh yeah. perspective or point of view or whatever. It's also I think it's also an interesting story too, maybe for another conversation, but like about like mentorship and leadership in design culture and in studio culture mm-hmm. and how like i think it's i don't know i it's i haven't worked in a studio really for a while i mean other than like freelancing but i know that was something i was like kind of craving and needed when i was like, a junior um, partially to like humble me and also like cut my ego a bit mm-hmm. but also just to kind of like yeah like take me under their wing um yeah but yeah. yeah, I mean, I've I've never yeah. I've only had like a couple relationships in my life where I felt like they were really like mentor figures. Yeah. And when yeah. one of them I hardly ever talk to anymore, which is really sad. Yeah. And then the other it's like kind of more emerging, which is hopeful. But it's like I feel like, yeah, I have like so many issues with relationships and like who I can count on because people are so like trans transitory or what's what's the word transient like. It's like, yeah, you never know how long somebody's like gonna stick around, even in your life. Like, especially yeah. if you're not like working yeah. with them professionally, it's like they could just like disappear. Um, yeah, yeah, and and it really what it comes down to is like this idea of like being comfortable with yourself, um, yeah. and not relying on people or not relying on like that mentorship, um, because eventually you're going to have to do that for somebody else, probably <laughs> in some capacity. Yeah. Um, or you just have to figure it out on your own. And that's, um, you know, I'm, you know, yeah, super young. I'll be 26 this year and I have a whole life ahead of me. I didn't know that much, but at the same time, like I, I really liked having a mentor. It's cool. I don't know if I'm ready to just <laughs> do shit on my own. Like, yeah, well you still have the mentor. Yeah. Like that's the yeah, other thing. It's yeah, like, just not the same context, but I'm sure you could always like reach out with any, like problems or questions or like and we do we talk we we're still really good friends and i'm so i'm so grateful for that like i'm i um she anytime i have career questions or thoughts or anything like that i'm she's the first person i call and um i think i'm hopefully gonna be working on a project there soon um but she's you know she's also just like you know again shout out to bethany heck she's probably the most like prolific um type focused like you know she is like just like the mind of like and, i think you know. well i think it's also just about like maintaining those relationships and sort yeah, of yeah. recontextualizing like now we're like peers or now we're yeah. like people yeah. who like could work together on a project and like i'm not just like this little nobody person anymore yeah. <laughs> or whatever like and maybe i never was and maybe that's never how she saw you either like you know right. i think there's a whole lot to be learned there about like like 
Well, I, I think I know the title for this one. Um, but I, it's, I don't know. I kind of want to say, like, it's okay to be sensitive. Mm-hmm. Or, like, sensitivity is strength. Yeah. Like, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, I do keep coming back to that because like for so long in my life it was like people just telling me like don't be so sensitive but even now like wh- <laughs> yeah, why totally. not why yeah. not why can't I yeah. be so sensitive but I think a lot of it is like people see sensitivity as like kind of a form of narcissism because you think everything's personal or about you yeah and learning to you. overcome yeah. that is like super important to recognizing like yeah. nobody really cares and if they yeah. do then it's like they're yeah. kind of weird if they care so much about like, yeah their personality it's a really um, good point. It's a really good point. So maybe there's something there where it's like, you know, you can embrace sensitivity, but don't let like your sensitive side like get in the way of you like staying on course with like what the point of the conversation is or like what the point mm-hmm. of the project is or like, you know, oh, they yes. made me feel bad, but they maybe didn't even realize and you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely costs to not be so sensitive. In, but in a you lot should of, be sensitive. You know, Everybody should be sensitive. But in, yeah. a, in an outward way, not in an inward way, necessarily. Yeah, not too yes, inward. Yes, exactly. So what is it called? Like, softies win or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm cool with it. You can, you can, if you want to pick a word, we always put a word on the, on the uh, cover. Oh, word. Title. Sensitivity, I guess that could be one. I think sensitivity is the one. Yeah. 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 He's I'm like, down with it. He's like, really? Does that have to be? <laughs> you know what the thing is? The thing is, though, like, that's just, that's just so true. It's just so true. Like, I can't deny it. As much as, like, I want to fight it, I just can't. So. <laughs> yeah. So, this was great. Yeah. Thank you for, for, for being here and being so, um, yeah, forthcoming. Of course. No, like I said, like I said, this was... This is the one that I was like, okay, this is what podcasts are like. Like, this is.